Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Do you ever miss somebody, even if you've met them only briefly? Well, this is Yetta Decker, and I'm with Ken Decker, my favorite sidekick in the whole (laughs) wide world, and we are excited to be with you to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone. So we're going to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. I often... Way too often, probably, over the last, I'm going to say 30 years. I know I've been with you 40 years, and I've been an adult for 40 years. (laughs) I said that out loud. Did you act like an adult for 40 years? No. No. I don't always act like an adult now. (laughs) Who's kidding who? And yet, I have missed a relationship that started really strong, and then it seemed to vanish really quick as strongly as it started it disappeared Mm. and so in this episode we're going to learn about a particular type of relationship this is not all relationships that fit into this we'll go through in the different three episodes on the topic of relationship the three types of relationship and this one is about a life spark so the it spark actually that gives life. Right. It gives life in an area that maybe you weren't thinking about before that wasn't on your mind. What if it's a spark that starts a flame? And often it is. It's the spark <laughs> that starts a flame. Puts Ooh. me a flame you. in the relationship or a flame in you oh, about some other passion, maybe. Probably about some other passion. It could be a flame in we a are, relationship. But we're talking a short, brief relationship. Right. So it's so probably not. Hopefully not. <laughs> well, except some friendships. I mean, I had this amazing experience on a train, actually, to California. And I know we hadn't even talked about this one. But when I think about sparks, this is probably one of those things, one of those experiences that I'm sure was a spark for her. And I also got a spark out of the relationship. And I would say, well, I was having the relationship for the sake of Three days, I think we were on the same train, or maybe it was more like two days. Three days on the same train? That sounds horrible. (laughs) Well, I was a little incapacitated. I had had surgery and decided they wouldn't let me fly. I couldn't drive a car. I was forbidden from driving. Nobody said I couldn't take a train to California and back. Actually, I did, but you overruled me. (laughs) Truth. Uh, we all know that where there is Ken and Yetta, there's going to be varying perspectives. And so this was one of those times where we had to negotiate a perspective. And I think with a life spark relationship, I don't want to go too far off on a piggy trail, is that it can feel like you've been let down because it started strong and then it disappears. Mm. And yet, what I found with this relationship and with so many others, it was only intended for the purpose of a spark. 
It was meant for no more than to give life to something that wasn't. So these are relationships that could be short, like on an airplane. Right, or a train. Person you're sitting beside, or a train, or it could be someone you meet on vacation. Right. Uh, for, you know, a week or two, mm -hmm. and then that relationship tends to end. Yeah. And I think sometimes we may feel, I may feel guilty for not continuing the relationship because it was so fun. It was so productive. Well, it, it was so life-giving. Yeah. It was so, and they can last up to, they say, about two years. Sometimes it's not just a one-time interaction. Sometimes it can be up to two years, but it's something that's giving life to a thing in you or in them that wasn't. So an example was this young girl um, she was actually suicidal. She was in a really bad shape. And based on my hobbling around and my inability to move about, she actually served me. And in me learning how to be served, that was actually what that whole trip ended up being about, was me receiving help. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't very good at getting help. And the reason I realized is even when I asked for help, my body language said, don't help me, man. Even if my mouth said, <laughs> would you this. please help me? And so she was. She gave spark to me for that. Plus, she gave spark around writing poetry. I actually wrote her poetry to help her on her journey. Mm. And for her, it sparked her into thinking differently than she had about what goes on inside her mental capacity, inside her brain. Mm. And so she actually moved from a state of being... Um, ready to maybe end it all, which she'd already been down that road. And we've been in touch just a couple of times since, and she seemed to stay on the right path. Wow. We're on a much more life-fulfilling path. Mm -hmm. Now, we, you know, we met a long time ago. We met a, a family from England yeah. on vacation, and our yeah. kids got along with their kids, and we went on tours, you know, off the resort and all mm -hmm. kinds of things, and never spoke to them again. Right. And so you're saying you have guilt around those. No, I'm saying could we or should we? Or, you know, what's the capacity for having relationships? Well, they say you can have about 150 solid acquaintances that you're staying up with. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, and about 33 that you're a little more intimately involved with, and five or 10 is the number of those that you're in intimate relationship with. So it's okay to let relationships go that maybe don't have that lasting feeling. Right. Well, I think someone should write a song about that. I got that lasting feeling. Is that the song? <laughs> yeah, I think there is one. Like <laughs> okay, that. I'm not sure if you got that right or not. <laughs> Ken knows the songs way better than I do. And yet sometimes when we are thinking about those relationships, we can miss them. But really, when we get together again, because I remember some other folks we met in Switzerland, and we adored these two people. It was actually a brother and sister. We got really close with them. We hung out with them all the time. We became like family really fast in mm -hmm. Switzerland. And then turns out they live close to my sister in Sudbury. So we got together. This was a long time ago, so we know they're not listening. Um, and yet when we got together, it was... Like, really awful. You know what it is? I think when you're on vacation, you might act and be like a different person because mm -hmm. you've relieved your stresses. Mm -hmm. you're, you're there to have fun. 
you're usually more lighthearted and, and just... So it's me that changed when we got home, not them? I'm saying you as in the general <laughs> you, as in the royal we, like me, but they might have changed, you changed. Yeah. And then when you get back together, when you're more under the norms of day-to-day -day life, right. it's not always the same. It's, it's not. not convenient to have another friendship. Well, convenient. Now, Should relationship be about convenience? Yes, unless it's those, you know, those forever relationships. And we'll talk about those in another episode. But I also want to talk about the spark you got in Mexico when you went on vacation once because you needed you need to recover yeah. health-wise. Yeah, I took a sabbatical for yeah. five weeks after I was so ill. And what was great, well, and here's the thing. Sometimes the ones that are sparks, so we're going to keep this really short, it started out really agitating. Like, I thought I was going to lose my mind when I first met them. They were in my way. They were agitating me. It was late at night. I wanted to get to my hotel. Turns out they're going to the same place I am. The only people in the whole place probably going where I'm going. And we became, they became like inspirational for me. They prayed over me. They were, they moved me on to a journey of reading a genre mm -hmm. I hadn't read before. So you just never, ever, ever know where you're going to get a life spark. So yeah. the point really is the gift in a short relationship, maybe that itself, the relationship, the thing it gives you. And so to be grateful for it, for that and no guilt, no guilt. Yetta, do you ever feel bad when a relationship ends or actually maybe even feel great about it ending? Hmm. We've created for you free access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share techniques, where we share ideas around how to make the most about real estate, but also how to make great out of life, creating harmony, strengthening your relationships, and even growing in your faith. And the great news is you can get access to them on the go, at home, or even at the office if you're going there these days. So the question, you know, many times I feel responsible. I feel sad or I feel happy. You're right. When a relationship comes to a conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. You feel, you feel happy about that? But no, let's talk about the responsible part. Because I think that's where many people, including myself, mm -hmm. sometimes feel like I've done something wrong. Right. And, and so and it might and it's <clears throat> not like it ends ends like there's a big fight and people no. leave. it's just kind of like you drift apart, you don't spend as much time together mm -hmm. or any time together. Mm -hmm. uh, you maybe used to celebrate birthdays and give gifts, and now you don't, right. and stuff like that. It's just sometimes that creates an awkwardness. It really can, unless you have, I think, a clarity or an understanding of what's happened. And so in this episode, what we're going to learn is about a relationship that I'm going to call a life purpose. Sometimes you'll hear people refer to it for a reason or a season relationships, and I call them a purpose, life purpose. And really what that's about is sometimes the reason they dissipate or just kind of come to a natural completion, we're going to say, mm -hmm. is because the purpose or the reason or the season, you can kind of use your word of choice. I just happen to like the word purpose, is over. 
So if you're a soccer coach, when you were leading the kids' soccer teams right. and you were coaching maybe for three years, five years, 10 years, even 15 years, because it was a long time, we were in relationship with the other coaches mm -hmm. because we were doing the same activity. We were having the same conversations about supporting the kids. Yeah, I guess we were like co-coaches sometimes. Co-coaches you know? and mm -hmm. then even played on the same team as some of the coaches when you were playing soccer and yet when the purpose of soccer whether it was coaching in some mm -hmm. of the people's cases right. or i'm thinking of another one that we it went there was like a new purpose the coaching stopped but then the playing together started and so if there's a new purpose that's established not necessarily related in this case it was two different soccer related then if you give a new purpose to the relationship then it's going to continue or it's going to kind of reestablish. Mm -hmm. I like the season because the seasonal relationship because sometimes we, um, you know, we're in the same season. Right. We're both single couples, or we're both single, single people. Yeah, like like two couples that are single without families is what I mean. Well, you're not my family when it's just the two of us now. Oh yeah. What, what? contrary? Well, really, yeah, really, come on, work with me here. So you <laughs> I'm have, trying. You it's have really couples difficult. that are single that don't have families, like children. Okay, so okay? they're not single. They're just a couple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what you're singularly couples. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what's kind of fun for us is we get to navigate life, seeing mm -hmm. the foundational things the same, and nothing else. Yeah, but the beauty is when you're old as dirt, you've experienced almost everything. And we're right there with dirt. We're pretty close to, oh, no, to returning to dirt at some point. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> True. The, the, uh, so a season would be like when when you're, you have more freedom as two single couples without <laughs> children. I'm going to stay with it. And I think it's so It's confusing. my story and I'm sticking with it. If you're confused, stay with me. <laughs> If I know, you're it sounds not confused, really silly. go okay, with so Ken. If you're, if you're so, single people and you do the single life, right. and then you become a couple, right. sometimes that single person has a hard time <clears throat> relating with the person that now has a significant other person in their life, right. and they take their time, and, and they could feel like that loss, right? And then right. sometimes that ends that relationship the way we knew it. Right. And when we say end, again, we want to preface that there wasn't a fight. It wasn't like a big disagreement. It just kind of fizzled yeah. out. Or sometimes it was a conscious decision. When we think mm -hmm. about building a business together, sometimes we built a business, we accomplish building that business, and the purpose or the season or the reason for the relationship no longer exists. Mm -hmm. A business and ends or gets sold or, or whatever. Or, or we're done growth phase and now we're into maintenance phase and there's no longer a growth focus. And so therefore the very specific purpose is done. Right. Okay. And then let me continue on. So you have a couple and you have another couple. Right. What are we going to call that? Two couples? Yeah. Okay. Because so I we, think that's what it is. Okay. So we have two couples. Why don't we call it what then, it is, And then kid? one couple has children. Right. And the other couple doesn't. Right. So the season... And the seasonality of their lives is off. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have uh, two more senior couples and one couple retires and the other one 
finds a passion and continues working or, mm. or they need to continue working or whatever the situation may be, they will drift apart because they're in different seasons of life. Unless they find a new purpose for the relationship. Unless they find a new focus. And so when I say purpose, it could be a new focus. Mm. Maybe they decide that wilderness camping is still a focus or a purpose. And so they continue to do the thing that is joint, even right. if the rest of it's not joint. Okay. And then there's, you know, the empty nest or not empty nest that can change things mm -hmm. too, right? Because that freedom that comes up, mm -hmm. they may want to go traveling and the person that still has kids at home may not be able to. And so lifestyle changes. Right. Now, the purpose, I love that because you had a friend that just, the two of you were like, oh. I don't know, what, what do you call that? Like, you're like helium gas and laughter together. Like, <laughs> the two of you just lit up a room. Like, there was yeah. little space for anybody else when the two of you were together. <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> and bad. And there didn't need to be anybody else because <laughs> you were, you brought the party with you. And yet, together. Together, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet that relationship kind of fizzled out at some point. It was about a two-year relationship. But the purpose was mm -hmm. that lady actually came to faith mm -hmm. in the midst of that, mm -hmm. that purpose, right? Yeah. And then she moved on with her life, and, and it was actually hard on you. It was. And I, I would say how we can navigate, because I think when most of these relationships that are for a purpose come to an end or natural conclusion, it's hard on one or both. One person may think, what did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? What went south? When nothing actually went south. So what I've learned to do when I recognize that this relationship has kind of come to a natural conclusion or shifted significantly, so it's very different, is I actually write a note of gratitude. I thank them for what they brought to my life. And I'll often do that with a spark type relationship as well, if it was more like the 18 month, two year kind of time frame, not the real short ones, because mm. you probably don't hear from them again. But writing something where you can think about the gift that came out of the relationship specifically and thank the person for it. So it's not a note of completion. It's more a note of gratitude, which somehow causes all the inks to fall away. That's a beautiful way mm. of doing that, Yetta. So relationships. Yeah, they may not last forever, mm. but the memories you create during that relationship, they do. So are there relationships that last a lifetime? We're grateful to be able to have enjoyed for over 30 years journeying with you, growing wisdom in wealth and relationship, as well as in real estate. Real estate was our foundation, and from that, everything else kind of flows, doesn't it? And so we thank you for the privilege of just coming alongside you for over 30 years where we are making life and business even better. Mm. Question. You have a question? Yeah. You always have questions. No, I have That's an awesome. answer to your question. Oh, you question. have an answer. My you question is, you asked me, are, are there... relationships for a lifetime? Yeah. Are there? Are there? Come on. Tell me. Are there? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> there should be. There ought to be. There could there be. There are a there few. Are. They're far and few between. They are far and few between. And I think some of this, so what we're going to learn in this episode, what does it take to have a lifetime relationship? Ooh. What do you have to think about when it's a lifetime relationship? Because it's actually 
in many ways, I won't give away the punchline now. 39 years married to you feels like a lifetime. It is a lifetime. I mean, <laughs> I could have almost served two life sentences. That's not even fair. You know that. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and the reason why is it not fair, kid? Because I used to say it and it was hurtful and I you know. told me not to say it anymore and I didn't. And now, know, you're, you, now you're, you're returning the ammo on me. <laughs> Except you said it at the 25-year mark. Yeah. Oh, and then at 20 years you said I would have, right, and I would have got out for good behavior before now. <laughs> I know. I know. But, I really, but it was really wrong because I really wasn't well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you really were. So you couldn't have got yeah, out. Yeah, I probably had more crimes in there and extended my sentence. Mm -hmm. But there's no one I would rather be locked up with than you, my love. <laughs> oh, you're being cute now. <laughs> so really what we want to chat about is what are those elements in a long-term relationship? Yeah. That's really... And how many do you have capacity for? I mean, obviously, if you're married, that's your one. <laughs> Let's hope you got that one. And right? then if you have children or parents, typically they're like lifetime yes because you you didn't choose them you were born into them mm -hmm. and then um so what things what things create that strengthen a relationship that causes it to perpetuate until death do us part right i want to just actually sidestep that for a moment uh -oh. of course because if you've been watching and connecting uh -huh. with us for any length of time you know that ken has his perspective and yetta has her perspective maybe it's the other way okay, around here we go i think i'm in trouble let's go bring it bring it on I got my, I is got we often want every relationship or at least we have a tendency to want a relationship that feels good to us that starts out really strong that's wonderful to actually last a lifetime and most of them if you're listening to the other episodes are going to be for a spark they're going to be short they're going to be sweet they're going to be impactful they're going to give you a life spark or they're going to give you a fulfill a life purpose, a reason, a season, a purpose. You can say it any of those three ways. And then there's the lifetime ones. And they really, I'm going to say, take care of themselves. Because you don't, other than a marriage. I got to disagree with you. Or there. giving they birth. They don't take care of themselves. Well, hold on. Not. No, you don't, don't have. <laughs> okay, of course you're not going to agree. So when I say they take care of themselves, I don't mean that you don't put effort into them. You probably put more. all relationships take. Work. Oh well, look, you take work. I know that's right. what I'm saying, and you're a piece of work. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. good. I'll give you one for that, and I'll give them two. Maybe you'll give them two. That was pretty decent. I am a piece of work, and you're a work of art. Yes, I am. Because uh -huh. my dad was name was Art. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and when we think about it, though, what I'm referring to is because it's. You can't determine on the front end, short of when you sign a contract for it to be a lifetime commitment, a lifetime relationship. So when I say they take care of themselves is I don't have to meet you as a friend and determine in that moment that this one, this one right here is going to last me a lifetime because you really don't know. It's more you see the lifetime relationship from Arrears or looking back to the rear view mirror. Mm, I mean, the windshield's bigger on the front. And I think that you actually desire a lifetime relationship with someone because of how good the initial 
relationship is. You do. And then there's several factors <laughs> that will cause to that romancy. to happen. <laughs> and one is that both are committed to it's a lifetime relationship. Even then, no. Even then, it doesn't well, mean it will be. No, I'm not saying that. But that's the first element to the start of a lifetime relationship. I don't know. Like, I think of my friend Vicky, who I met when I was 19 years old, and she yeah. was 19 years old. I don't think we ever said to each other, girlfriend, you're going to be with me on my retirement years? You're going to be with me when we, well, when we have sure kids? We never you did, said you didn't that. didn't say that? No. You're my ride or die? No. No? And yet here we are 40 <laughs> years later, almost, still hanging out together. Yeah, we're both going to be 59 this year, but she's the older gal because her birthday is two weeks before mine, and I'm claiming that, and I've been claiming it for 40 yeah, years. Yeah, you're the young one. I'm the young in one. In my family. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know that we we can certainly behave in such a way that we have the setup for a lifetime relationship. Okay. That I'll give you. Yeah. All right. You'll give me that? I'll give you that. Okay. So what else? There's, There's depth of conversation, depth yes. of connection, depth of meaning. Like we're not just surface talk. Because as Susan Scott says, relationships die one failed conversation after another, initially slowly and then quickly. Right. And so or they you, succeed yeah, one, one relationship at a time, one, one great, great rather than failed yeah. conversation at a time. And then they just get more and more meaningful as time right. goes on. So, so that's one of, of my three things. Depth of conversation. I read this in an FBI book. If you want, <laughs> if you want to have a relationship, you need frequency of seeing somebody. Mm. You need length of seeing somebody, and then you need depth of conversation. Right, length in each time. These three things help to deepen the intimacy mm. in a relationship. Yeah. How many times have you seen somebody get actually become romantically? entwined or or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it after being spending a lot of time together mm -hmm. maybe it's just in friendship and then suddenly something happens and they go Ooh, maybe this could be more right mm -hmm. and yeah so, so i love it when people say i married my best friend that's awesome right so what are the other elements because you kind of shifted mm -hmm. gears yeah. you said what are the elements to set up for longevity in relationship? Okay. So be, having a spirit of forgiveness. When, mm, that's Because if you're oh going to spend goodness. time with somebody and you're going to have <laughs> tough conversations with somebody and life's going to happen, at some point you're going to be frustrated and you're going to say something maybe you shouldn't say. And things happen in life or you, you mm -hmm. inadvertently harm somebody. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness. Being have a forgiving spirit mm -hmm. is huge in a lifetime relationship. That is prob probably one that we are not going to be able to overemphasize. And we've done some other episodes on mm -hmm. the steps to simply hold forgiveness, the journey of forgiveness, because it's not just about me saying sorry. Um, <laughs> and maybe it doesn't come sorry, out not like sorry. that. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> maybe it doesn't come out with that tone when you say I'm sorry. And yet you mm. have an attitude of, I'm sorry, not sorry. Mm. And so going through a complete process where the forgiveness is actually asked for and granted. Quickly and immediately coming mm -hmm. back together. 
You know, because they say that distance mm -hmm. makes a heart grow fonder. Mm -hmm. And I believe that also if it's too long, an absence will make the heart wander. Mm. So be careful, guard your heart if it's a, a, that kind of a relationship, right? We're honored to be your partners and your advocates on the journey of life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team.